0: Hello, and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here. You have uh, Tom Mannering.
1: We're the only two hosts. (laughs)
0: the one week man it's been one week week. (laughs) oh shut up (laughs) right and myself josh hartley um how are you doing tom
1: i'm good mate i'm good uh yeah i'm I'm pretty chill i've had a a pretty nerdy day uh i've been Mm -hmm. watching some star trek uh just to be one of the cool kids (laughs) nice nice what about yourself
0: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I was just going to, I was going to ask you about the the Star Trek, the the Star Trek. Uh, (laughs) I I was going to ask you, is this, is this in preparation for the the campaign you're running? It, it started
1: as that. Um, So I I started watching over uh, bits of different Star Trek as preparation for the campaign and so of got myself reinterested in it. Um I hadn't watched some of the the older stuff for pff, decades arguably in some mm-hmm. cases. So um I've been working my way very very slowly uh through the next generation. Um mm-hmm. and I'm I'm planning on going on to Deep Space 9 after that and then probably Voyager after that. So uh it's certainly given me something to fill up
0: uh, any well, what limited spare time I have. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I yeah. So I I am good. Have I have? I, oh, I I've got a bit of a follow up thing to talk about from a previous episode. Okay. So you'll you'll remember from a a, a few weeks back, I got my Christmas present from my sister was uh, the Call of Cthulhu's Investigators Handbook, mm-hmm. uh, and it, the spine had been damaged. And you suggested that I reached out to them. Uh, well, I I was back down at my parents um, not so long ago, so I actually had the book in, in front of me, so I took a photo of it, and I actually reached out to Chaosium and just asked, look, is there anything you can do about this? Shipping me a new one and giving me the PDF version, no questions asked. Wow. That's Absolutely really fantastic customer service from Chaosium there, so thank you very much. I'm looking forward to receiving my copy and... Being able to pour over that in uh, in the coming weeks, so I
1: think it's uh, not not only is that obviously a credit to to Chaosium, um, but I think it's interesting because Chaosium are a smaller company. They're certainly not a small company by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. um, but they're a smaller company compared to something you know like Wizards of the Coast or uh, some of the others you know, Paizo uh, probably mm-hmm. as well. Um, but Chaosium have a a very good reputation from, from everything I've heard for, for customer service. And, um, I've had some sort of direct emails with them when we did the, uh, alone against the tide. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I sent them a message and they were like, Oh, we'll, we'll put that on our Facebook. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Um, so they have a really good interaction with their community. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, which is, you know, it's a fantastic way to be.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So kudos to them. Um, otherwise uh not much not much real life chat um so so on with the nerdy games uh we've got a few things to talk about i think our main topic this week is going to be warhammer plus uh, games workshop have revealed uh some bits and pieces about that so we're going to we're going to talk about what it is what you get with it and is it worth it or do we think it's worth it so i uh, will we'll cover that off in due course however some other bits of news, and we'll we'll stick with Games Workshop for now. Uh, the new edition of uh, Age of Sigma, Warhammer Age of Sigma Dominion, is now up for pre-order, and they seem to have got the numbers right because uh, because it's not uh, it's available. You, you can you can buy it. You can still buy it if you go onto the web store, which has been a nice break uh, from the recent trend.
1: Yeah, I think um, Games Workshop really got their act together with this both in production value and also in the, the digital steps they've taken to stop scalpers so obviously right. they've they've implemented this uh queuing system where mm-hmm. i don't know if you've experienced it uh so far but you, you basically when you log on to the website you get put into a queue uh the web store should i say you get mm-hmm. put into a queue um and you basically go to the back of the line and then you get sort of dropped into the storefront and you have a limited window to to put your basket together and, and make your purchase. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really good way to avoid you know, on, on the pre order Saturdays, you avoid scalpers going on and, and throwing, you know, forty in a basket or doing multiple one 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 one, one sales to yeah uh, to obviously get as many of these uh these limited edition or, or limited release uh, box sets and things, so, so it certainly seems to have worked, the combination of the two of those, which is great, because it means that, you know, we're not going to hopefully
0: have a repeat of Curse City or any of the previous uh, boxes. Also means that, on the secondary market, these boxes won't be extortionately expensive either, so... so-
1: I don't know if you know. Uh, I know a bit of a story about what happened with Dominion release. Um, oh. So there, w- there still were some people who made the effort to scalp uh, and basically okay. would go through the queue system and and obviously try and get as many as they could. Um, and they bought you know multiples of these boxes of Dominion, which I think is about one hundred twenty to one hundred twenty five mm-hmm. pound. Um, and then by sort of one o'clock. It became very clear that this wasn't going to sell out uh, in the way that you know previous boxes had, and you saw loads of them going up on eBay for like eighty quid because they're trying to get any money back.
0: Well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions, yeah. Ah, (laughs) That payback, she'd be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Too right. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Now, if only if, if only the same didn't happen for Magic the Gathering, then we'd we'd have a much better world. But hey who never know.
1: Maybe maybe companies like Wizards might take a learning
0: from this. Yeah, maybe. One can hope. But we exactly. do have uh, some other things to discuss hang on, now. Hang on, hang on. Pump the brakes
1: here out. Right? Pump the brakes. You're keen. You're too keen. Did you order a copy of Dominion? I have not, no. No?
0: no. Have you ordered a and- new
1: rulebook for Age of Sigma?
0: not yet. Okay. I will pick one up, but uh, I ordered I, mine, Joshua. Well, get you Gold yeah. Star, Tom. Yep. Um, I
1: I think this is a this is a momentous occasion. This is the first time I have ever bought a rulebook for Age of Sigmar. Uh Yeah. All I've I bought mean, before is is I think I bought like the Second General's Handbook uh, mm-hmm. and I bought I think one army book as well. Uh, No, I I bought the Forces of Chaos uh, book when that first came out in the first edition because at the time I still had a Chaos Army. Mm -hmm. And I bought um, the Zinch book, which I found out when I got home was actually an out-of-date book uh, that I'd been sold, which I was not happy about. I bet. That wasn't mentioned to me at all. So that was uh, not great. But yeah, I've mm-hmm. uh, I've ordered the uh, the Age of Sigmar. Is it third edition?
0: Yes, third edition. Third oh, edition. Yeah. So, so um, I, I will pick it up at a later point. Um, the reason I didn't uh, buy Dominion is frankly, need, it, I think both both factions look pretty cool. Mm. Well, they've got nice models, but I, I don't collect either of them. So and I don't have a desire to start collecting either of them, so obviously it's a, it's a no for me
1: yeah.
0: uh, I will get on my um get a get my uh vampire army underway though uh soon um that might be something I treat myself to once the sale of my flat has all gone through <laughs> that's
1: fair i I would normally get the box, but much like yourself. I was like, well I'm getting the rule book. Might be just as well getting the box. And then I kinda looked at it and I was like, I'm not interested in either of these factions. As nice as the minis are, they will mm-hmm. just sit in a box somewhere. Ooh. Either unbuilt or at best built and not painted. And yeah. it's not worth it.
0: And of course you're gonna you're gonna dive into Cities of Sigma is the plan, isn't it? It is, yeah. Have you got like an outline of the army you want to build for it? I yeah. have mocked up a
1: couple. Uh, so mm-hmm. I picked up the Cities of Sigmar book a couple of weeks ago. Uh as it exists at the moment. Yeah. So I, I imagine that's probably gonna change in the next year. Uh mm-hmm. based on, you know, previous experience. But I wanted to just kinda get a bit of a feel for for what was on the table. Um so I've I've mocked up a few sort of example lists uh mm-hmm. so I can maybe start getting a few models together. My my plan is Uh, I'm going to do a very slow build on this one. So I got the characters for it because they were all potentially going to be quite limited in how long they were available. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: obviously I had the stuff from Cursed City and I didn't know how long the Witch Hunter uh, father and daughter would be available for. So I thought I'll grab those now so I don't miss them. Um, And I'm going to start buying a unit and just work that unit and then build it up slowly and what that means this is a precautionary measure because if they release a new book and it bones what my plans are or they bring out new minis for for cities of sigma which i have heard some some rumors of from Mm -hmm. uh ben is one of the people who actually uh said he thinks it might be one that gets uh, a bit of a rework um i don't want to have you know three thousand points and yes have all old stuff when there's new stuff so if i do it slow you know it gives me time to build them, paint them figure out what i'm doing with it and then if something does hit the table i'm not in a position where i'm peed off as mm-hmm. i have been with my nurgle force in 40k by way of example
0: yeah no fair enough fair enough yeah. well watch the space guys and we'll we'll keep you updated on all of that right now on with the rest of the news go on then. Uh, yes So, um, we'll start with a franchise that is uh, near and dear to to your heart, uh, Tom. It was uh, a few weeks back we were talking about uh, you're you're quite the fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, uh, Steamforged are now taking pre-orders for Sonic the Card Game. Uh, And to quote them directly, there's no slowing this blue hedgehog down. He's run off the video game screen right onto the tabletop and he's brought his friends with him. It's time to take your sneakers to the tabletop in Sonic the Card Game. Playing as Sonic or one of his friends. And the uh, characters are Knuckles, Tails, Amy, Blaze. Who's Blaze? Or Shadow. Um race through levels built by laying out random cards collect rings and uh, power-ups uh whoever gets the most points win there is a catch for each round a new card is drawn at random and added to the level before the card is revealed every player has to decide in secret whether to keep racing or retire so it sounds kind of like a bit of a there's a push your luck sort of thing going on there um what do you think what's uh what are your thoughts with sonic coming to the tabletop
1: it's an interesting idea i have <laughs> i have two issues with it uh, i know what one of them is going to be one of them is that it's steamforge games yep <laughs> uh, who i am just intrinsically wary of at this point yeah. um i they're they're a company that i want to do great things you know that they have a lot of potential but they've mm-hmm. hurt me before, Josh. Yes. <laughs> uh, they've, they've wounded me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one issue. The other issue is... This is a racing game, fundamentally. It's a card game, but the premise is it's a race. Mm-hmm. Which makes no sense. Because Sonic is supposed to be the fastest person, right? That's like literally his whole thing. is He's mm-hmm. the fastest of them all, you know. And people like Knuckles and Amy... Have absolutely no abilities that make them at all relevant in that format. So it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a canon thing for me. Like, as, mm-hmm. as much as I'm a Sonic fan, I'm a Sonic fan from when I was a kid, right? And, like, I'm not a weird Sonic fan. Like, I'm a, I'm a normal, I was a child and I liked Sonic. Um, He's not a weird Sonic fan, guys. I'm not. He's I want not. that on the record. Uh, yeah. You could check my internet search history. Um, oh I don't know <laughs> so like I'm not interested in you know the weird and wonderful side of Sonic I just like the the world I like the characters you know I loved when I was a kid I used to read like Sonic the comic and I watched the cartoons mm-hmm. and I played the games and like even as an adult I've, I've dipped into the occasional Sonic game that's come out and they've been average plus at best
0: um, the 2D ones are pretty good no the 2D like- ones are great and they 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 work. It's I don't know, like I, I think like with three D platforming it's hard to do a good three D platformer where the whole thing is like gotta go fast. Like see
1: I disagree. Because there have been good examples of it. If you look at a game like Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot is not a slow paced game. No. Um and that's a three D platform. It's one of the one of the first really successful three D platformers. Mm. Um it can be done. Um Sonic's never quite found a way to do it. And, and there are some some of the 3D games that do play all right. Um, but to get back to to my issue, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, you've, you've got this game and your whole premise is set up around a race
0: mm-hmm. when
1: the title character, realistically, should be winning every single game. And if I played that with someone, I'd be sitting there going, this doesn't make any sense. This makes zero sense. And I'd just be getting annoyed at it. I could see it just being a game... <laughs> that would annoy me. You can't um, you can't suspend your disbelief. Not that much. Like, not when no. not when the, one of the pivotal characters entire <laughs> thing is how fast he is. It, like, they had this this amazing IP to do a card game with mm-hmm. and they could have done loads with it. You know, they could have done um a sort of versus mode, you know, where it was a battle thing. You could have done like a narrative play where, you know, something like um Call of Cthulhu or Champions where you're playing against a deck, mm-hmm. you know, you have like a robotic deck and the characters play different characters you could have done something like that, and they're like no, let's have the characters have a race, wow how creative, and what a what a great use
0: of this IP I mean, it's it's on brand for Steamforged at least <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> That's fair. so um, yeah, I just d- I, eh do you know what I think the best application of the Sonic IP for tabletop would have been? Let's get a tabletop version of Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. That was a cracking game. Do you know? Like,
1: I'd I'd rather that than yeah. the Sonic racing games where you put <laughs> Sonic
0: in a race car. <laughs> like, yeah, that, 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 yeah. Talk about like suspending disbelief, and it's like, well, none of this makes sense. all. you're. You, you're just copying Nintendo's homework. Yeah, you just like. <laughs> I mean, well, it for Mario, out, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, no, I I don't know if that's fair. Like, Sega have got some really good games, but um, yeah. So some of the Sonic stuff has been a bit lacklustre.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people who've worked on on the Sonic franchise don't really see, and I'm not entirely sure it's their fault they don't really seem to know what to do with the character. Like mm-hmm. I watched the the Sonic movie uh, a few months back and it was actually okay. It's fine. It's not it's not mm-hmm. amazing, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. because it it focused on, you know, kind of what the character's core principles were. He runs fast. He's a bit of a wise ass. That's it.
0: You yeah. know, it's not
1: it's not much to do there. Um, but like there's been some really weird Sonic games. Like there's been like one where he's like a werewolf. There's been one where uh, I think like he's in the medieval times. They might even be the same game. Uh, they all kind of blend together. <laughs> uh, you know, this uh, Sonic Racing. Just like every time I think of that, I'm like, "What? <laughs> this makes no <laughs> sense." You know, fair enough, do that,
0: but don't put Sonic in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How if you were if you were in charge of Sonic, then what what where would the character go? What like for a computer game? Well, whatever you know.
1: I honestly don't know. Um, I, it's not my my role. It's not my ambition. I think I would take Sonic back to back to the roots. Um, mm-hmm. If I were doing a computer game, I'd probably do it as a two D game. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't try to do a triple A title with him. That's not the way to do it. I'd do a. So the the old Sonic games didn't have much in the way of narrative. You were just Sonic no. fighting Robotnik, running through zones. I think with modern day systems, you could make quite a cool narrative game but have mm-hmm. it be the two D so keep the main format but put a narrative into it as well to give it you know yeah. you could have cutscenes, you could have like you could even if you really, really wanted to go wild with it, you could have like a an RPG element to it, you know, where you even maybe choose yeah. things in it, you know, there's conversations and you make choices. Mm-hmm. Getting a bit out there uh with it. But you know, you could have something like that as well where You know, you get the sadistic choice where maybe like Tails and Amy are both in trouble and it's like, who are you going to save?
0: You know, stuff like that. That's what I do. Okay, Neat, neat. Stay tuned, guys, for Tom's Sonic game as it gets developed. Oh, that's my phone. That must be Sega. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, moving on. Uh, So um, from one IP to another and uh, this one for me is just proof that we are starting to get We are starting to reach that event horizon where everything has been turned into a tabletop game. Tom, how do you fancy playing Summertime the card game? That's right. This is the official card game of the hit single from Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. The hit single from the early '90s, I want to
1: say, maybe. Uh, late it's. 80s? I mean,
0: from the box art, it's definitely early '90s. This is this is pre. Uh, it's pre Fresh Prince. Yeah. Wow. So. I mean, I'm I'm psyched, man. Just... <laughs> let me let let me. So this is WizKids Kids uh, making this, and let, let let me quote you from from the website. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince invite you to hang with them in the hottest spots in Philly. You will cruise, groove and unwind across town trying to vibe with them to prove you're the coolest in the crew. Do you have the energy to keep up with everyone else who has their eyes on the crown? Well, do you,
1: Tom? Is there? Is it ironic to call Will Smith the Fresh Prince anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the guy's in what, his fifties, you know. He's not. Yeah, he's not fresh. His his films haven't been great recently. You know, you you just need to quote a few of his recent uh, films, and the guy's career is not exactly at its peak. You know, you got things like After Earth and Bright and etc. etc. Suicide I don't think Squad. He's, he's, yeah. He's, well, he's actually one of the few decent characters in Suicide Squad. I'll give him that much but yeah he's uh he's not really fresh uh, <laughs> so I, I i really would like to have been a, a fly on the wall of that whiz kids meeting you know like i want to see that conversation go down that must have been like a really quiet friday and like intern steve's there and all the all the big guys are like i've got nothing mate i have got we are tapped. <laughs> we've got nothing and they all just slowly turn to like the kid who brings the coffee in and he's like oh what about the fresh prince <laughs> like yes,
0: yeah. Um, I I've it, it, yeah. I have I have no idea what to even think, but yeah, we've we've we, we've reached it. We've we've now we're now gonna get like um, card and board game adaptations of uh, hit songs from the nineties. So That's such a go. niche
1: way to do it as well, right? So you have like you have the the a, a specific song. <laughs> that sort of led into a series. Why mm-hmm. not do the Fresh Prince card game? You know, at least then you're you're tapping into you know the whole sort of The whole TV show. The whole yeah, the know? whole the whole universe. You know, mm-hmm. you could have like a card about how weird it is that Aunt Viv completely changes appearance <laughs> and personality in the middle of the show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like really really tap into you know the the whole research rather than a specific what three minute long song about
0: mm-hmm. summer? <laughs> like the, yeah. About a yeah. season in a specific city. Mhm. Uh, uh I for one hope this uh is a, sets a new trend. Uh I am looking forward to seeing closer by 9 inch nails the card game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that one's going to have an interesting rating on it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: it's a bit like pin the tail on the
1: donkey, but <laughs> I mean, you could if you were gonna go for songs from that era, you could have gone with ones with a bit more character as well. You go for like Thriller, Jesus. I mean, Thriller's got loads of character. You know, mm-hmm. it's got a whole plot through it. You could draw loads from that. Do a supernatural game with werewolf Michael Jackson, I guess. that <laughs> you know, awesome. Yeah. yeah, really go to yeah. town on it. You know, bit bit of work on it. Um, I'm trying to think what other songs from that era would be better, but I can't actually remember that many songs from that era because you know it was
0: thirty plus years ago. <laughs> Smells like Teen Spirit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, common people by Pulp. The board game. Like is <laughs> a board game about how, how rubbish. How do you is. want to live, like <laughs> <Yeah>. common people? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> just like. thing. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God. It's... Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted on that, listener. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. Wait. Is we're, this we're one we're gonna follow? De- definitely following up on that one. <laughs> right. Will we get to the main course of this week's episode. Yeah, let's uh, let's chew into the meat and potatoes. So, um, recently then, uh, uh, Games Workshop have revealed more detail on their new subscription service, Warhammer Plus. So, um, including the price. So, I'm going to... I, I do not I, I didn't catch the stream live. Did you get a chance to catch up on this at all, Tom? Or? I didn't see the stream, but I have
1: heard about it and I've I've mm-hmm. read up on it a little bit. Uh, I must admit that if I'm not prompted to by, by yourself, I don't tend to watch the Warhammer streams. Yeah, cause that's they're, fair. They're a bit dry uh, yeah. for my, wow. my particular... Sh- Shots fired. <laughs> I I don't mean any respect, you know. I I'm not saying that uh, they're they're poorly produced or anything. They're just mm-hmm. it's just people talking about releases, you know. There's only so yeah. much you can. Uh, I say that as we are talking about releases, there's uh,
0: a bit of a irony. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, let's we'll cover off basically what um, what they've confirmed that you will get as part of the subscription. So, uh, the one we knew about was uh, you're going to get access to stream a bunch of animated... um, Now, I don't know if they said they're shorts or feature length or whatever, but um, shorts at the very least, or maybe like episodic, like half hour long um, animations. We already knew that. Uh, They've also confirmed that they are going to have weekly in-house Warhammer hobby shows. Um, so a bit like what they do on Twitch the Hobby Hangout um, and I believe they've said that they're going to do battle reports as well uh, and stream those through uh, this subscription service Mm -hmm. Uh, you will have access to a digital vault of classic Warhammer publications and White Dwarf issues Uh, full access to the Warhammer apps so that's the 40k app and the Age of Sigmar app and all the, the the content that is locked behind a paywall for those. Uh, premium access to our official events. I'm not entirely sure what they mean by that exactly, but I'll, I'll, we'll have a look. Um, exclusive subscriber offers. And this is the one that caught me by surprise. I don't know why it surprised me, because miniatures is literally their thing. But you get a free uh, Citadel miniature once a year. Uh, worth at least £25, and then you can get access to a second one as well. And this comes, uh, it launching on the 25th of August, and uh, it costs a princely sum of £4.99 a month, or uh, 5 99 US dollars, or if you'd rather pay it up front, uh, £49.99 for a year, or fifty nine ninety nine, so you, you save a bit of money if you pay for a full year at once. About £10. Now, um, what, 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 what are your thoughts?
1: So, there are two versions of thoughts I have. Uh, mm-hmm. So, when I first heard about this, and when it was first kind of teased, it was about the animation side of things, mm-hmm. I went, nobody's going to pay for that. I think I even maybe said on an episode, only the most diehard of people are going to pay Mm -hmm. for a subscription to Warhammer TV. And I stand by that. Yeah. However, the additions that they have added to it make it a much more valuable product than it was prior. Mm -hmm. Purely off the basis of the apps that they're putting into it. So I know some people will, will... naysay the 40k app and you know there's even people who who don't rate the the age of sigmar app and i'm i'm not besmirching that um however uh i think they both come in at like one pound fifty two pound a month yeah Uh, so you're paying i have both of those and i'm paying like four pound a month for them so to get them both together plus all this extra content uh value for money wise it has shot up in in quality from from what they've added, even if you take out things like the apps and uh, not the apps, sorry, the the VIP uh, and the the tutorials and things. Looking at the the apps, the model you get, uh, obviously the TV shows and the um, the the, the law thing, like you get old books as well on it. Uh, that's a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've changed
1: my position. I think it's. Uh, it's actually a good a good sell
0: yeah i i, I think I, I i'm kind of on the same page as you uh except i'm I'm probably not gonna go for it um but i can see i can see the value in it i i, I don't have uh the, the or i'm not paying for like any, any of the paid stuff for the current apps and i i just i just won't watch the the animated stuff like it, not not because it's not cool, but because we've discussed this, I I just don't, don't watch that much TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so it's probably a little wasted on me. But uh, yeah, I think they've um, they they have added enough value to it. Um, what do you think of the two miniatures that they've revealed? So I had
1: a look at these. Um... It's it's a weird one, right? And you you might have a different opinion to me, but I think the assassin miniature is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, you know, it has a lot of character. It looks quite interesting. You know, it's it's kind of positioning uh, the assassin as quite literally a, a sniper. Um, yep. And then the orc one or the orc one, whatever you want to call it, looks quite generic uh, and not quite yeah. as interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. There's nothing really particularly... It's not a bad model, it's no. just... Uh, eh. But the Assassin's really cool and it's kind of ridiculous that he comes basically in a statue. Mm. <laughs> like, just some... I, it, it made me think of you know in cartoons when they'd like hide in a bush and then they'd move the bush around <laughs> with them. To hide it. Is this is this assassin imperial assassin doing the same thing? He's like shift, like trying to shift this big lump of metal around. Like God damn it, I'm just gonna need this for it so that they don't see me.
1: <laughs> I think that's always a a thing with if you have a miniature, a, a played miniature mm-hmm. that has some sort of big base you know very very detailed base that's you know very environmentally uh, contextualized or you know has a, a bit of terrain on it and stuff it, there is kind of that humor of are they moving that terrain with them i remember one of my yeah. friends back when i worked in in carlisle and i won't name him because i don't want to shame him but uh he used to have all his models would have a rock on the base mm-hmm. that they'd be stood on so they all kind of had the uh you know the the pride rock from lion king that they'd be stood nice. on uh so it gave them a very dynamic you know pause. but his entire in my head canon his entire army would like stop pick up their respective rock and move <laughs> to the next position and then re re you know
0: replace the rock and take their position look we got to fight but we want to look good while we're doing it so you know you gotta do what you gotta do
1: I remember this is slight like a slight tangent but you've just reminded me of it. Uh mm-hmm. years and years ago when I did uh live action role playing in my spryer youth.
0: Um
1: yes. I was we were on a battlefield, um and both forces are, are lining up. Mm-hmm. And you've got probably like a hundred, two hundred people on each side. Um and I was in a regiment uh and I was with a bunch of people I didn't know. I'd uh, I was playing a healer, so they'd mm-hmm. they sort of separated the healers out through the units. So I got put in with sense. this group of, like, 10 people. Uh, and just as Chance had it, we all had similar color schemes. And, and there was no kind of uniform. But we just happened to have sort of similar color schemes mm-hmm. in the colors we were wearing. And one of the guys turned around. And he was like, we actually look a bit like a unit. Uh, and, and one of the other guys was like, no, we're, we're not dynamically posed enough. And we, we took the time at the start of the battle to all sort of stand around posing dynamically. Uh, and then, like one guy was like shoving his sword into someone else's face because he was like, you know, there's always that one model that you don't stick nice. quite right. and It's like <laughs> stabbing one of the other people, which just it, you reminded me of it there, and it, it's quite a fond memory of mine because um, it was a funny moment uh, that yeah. tied into to yes. uh, miniatures. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Getting off my plus. nostalgia. Um, yeah. yeah, I think. I think it's decent. Um, I think the the only thing for me with the model side of it is you have to be subscribed for a year. Now mm-hmm. is I'm not sure if if this has been said or not. Does that mean if you pay an, pay an annual subscription, you get the model straight away, or do you still have to wait until years elapsed, and
0: then do you get the model? Uh it is a very good question. I have no idea. Well, I need an answer. Top. Top journalism right here, ladies and gentlemen. No,
1: but I, I was having a look and I, I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. I could have maybe read over it, but I saw it, it said, you know, you need to be subscribed for a year. Um, and I was like, well, does that mean if you do a year subscription, you get it straight away? Or is it at the end of the 12 months? Anyway, that's it's neither here nor there. The mm-hmm. thing I do think is really cool about it and has kind of made me a little more excited about it is the, um, the Armour Vault. Where they've got you know these old publications that you've now got yes. access to, because some of them are really cool. Um, yeah, and, and you know you can't get them anymore, and and if you do you know they're they're either extortionately expensive, or they're they're battered to all hell or something. Um, so that's kind of interesting that you can you can dip into those those old law books because I've used those for, back in the day when I ran like campaigns I would use really old books to pull ideas from, you know mm-hmm. worlds and events and things that could happen so that's cool that's really good
0: uh, it's the old white dwarfs that i'm interested in i now none of so the the ones that they have pictured uh and like issue 450 451 and 452 i hope they go way back i wanna i wanna take like i would want to take a trip down memory lane to like 90s white dwarf um or oh, even better, Like go, go back to the first one, because I think mm. that in, in itself would be just an interesting read, Like just to see how much that publication has changed.
1: I um, wonder if they'd have a version of it they could actually get up on, on a digital format, though, because I don't think they'd have a digital record from it from from that period. They might some, do, I could be wrong. Someone will have a copy of it, though, that yeah, can be scanned. Yeah, but it's whether or not they're, they're willing to uh, sabotage mm. it to get the the pulls from I remember the old white dwarfs man. They're they're not great. The the only thing the old white dwarfs had that I really liked was they had very narrative battle reports. Yeah. Where they actually told a story. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't just like Jim moves his thing to here and he rolls a four to hit and you're like, God, this is dry Like it was actually each turn would be like a narrative and they would like have little like sidebars where they'd tell you Mm -hmm. the you know, how it, how it rolled out and stuff. And I remember they had the maps with, like, little arrows drawn around them, like, showing where people had moved and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, that was all really interesting. But I remember, like, the back page of the White Dwarf, you'd have, like, ten pages of this horrible grey-yellow
0: <gasps> catalogue. I loved that! That had, like, don't, all the stuff you could order. Don't diss the old mail-order catalogue at the back of White Dwarf. That was awesome! I remember, like,
1: my, my mates, so... When I started playing Warhammer 40k, I lived around the corner from from two friends of mine. uh, Mm -hmm. And they both played. Uh, One of them was a bit older than me, one of them was a bit younger. And they both played, and we always used to play together. And their dad converted their attic into a gaming room. So they had a table in there, You know, they had shelves for all their minis. um, And we just used to game in there all the time. But I remember there came a point in the year where the new Citadel catalog came out, and it was like... And it's like fucking Christmas. It's like fucking Christmas, where <laughs> <like> <laughs> the the catalog would get come out, and like we'd all go around to their house, and we'd be like, "Oh my god, like look at all this stuff! I'm gonna order that." And you'd, you'd write down. The little, this is when you could buy like individual, individual arms as well. So you'd be like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna order this arm, and I'm gonna order this thing, and I'm gonna build that." You made some truly atro- atrocious minis from it, um, and it was like it was amazing. It was so good. Like yeah. you can't do that anymore, but back then it was. You had to ford them as well. There was no like. The, you know, no, you'd, have no to call them yeah. Yeah. you'd get the they were called the the white dwarf troll trolls. Uh, yes. which is a horrible thing to call your employees. And you'd phone them up and be like, Can I have part six, two, four, eight, seven, blah blah one of those.
0: Can I have part? And I mean that job must have been rough. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine dealing with angry nerds as well on like the yeah. customer service line. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Don't envy them not. Oh, uh, the the feature from uh, White Dwarf of yesteryear that uh, I remember fondly is A tale of four gamers. Mm-hmm. That's and I I don't know because I I don't get the new White Dwarfs, so I don't know if they they keep doing that. But that is definitely a format that I've seen replicated in lots of places online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so that it'll be it'll be fun to go back over that as well and just uh, you know and just marvel at how small the armies were back then <laughs> they <laughs> like...
1: they do still do uh tailor Four gamers in one format or another it tends to mm-hmm. pop up every now and then because uh, i still pick up white dwarf on occasion it tends to be like if i'm getting a tra- a long train i'll pop into yeah. like a wh smiths and grab a copy obviously i haven't uh... done that for a couple of years but um yeah that's that's usually when I'd, i'll grab a, a white dwarf Mm-hmm. Uh, and give it a read or if like I'm round at someone who does subscribe to it and I see it on the table I'll I'll have a wee flick through. Um when I was still working in the city centre uh I was picking up issues of it as well monthly just for someone to read at lunchtime. Yeah. Um but yeah it's uh it's it's still good. I think I think arguably now it's better than it was historically for for what's inside it you know there's great painting guides and I'm I'm not trying to sell you a white dwarf here but there's there's great painting guides you know they do have the battle reports albeit in a a different format you know and they tend to be quite interesting articles Um, but the older ones were were more about selling you stuff like 100% uh, and even like when I worked at Games Workshop it was you know a catalogue albeit in a different format uh to try and sell you the the new thing you know yeah um but yeah it's it, it'll be interesting to take a trip down memory lane and and revisit some of those 90s hairstyles as well on uh <laughs> yeah staff
0: yeah excellent excellent righty out. well i think on on that note the note of 90s hairstyles uh We'll draw this particular episode to a close so as always guys thank you very much for listening and until next time take care bye